Ah, good morning. <laughs> oh, dear. I just realized I had um, a slight delay in my headset, but we fixed it now. Good morning. It's a Friday, folks. Yes, indeed. Um, September 22nd it is. Coming up on 9.09 on this Friday morning. Yeah, boy. 60 degrees here on Columbus Road at the moment. And um, looking ahead, it says uh, around from 3 to 5 this afternoon, we'll sort of peak out at that 80 mark, right? Not 81, 80. Well, that's what they're saying anyway. Overnight tonight, 53. Is it, well, no, 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, uh, 52 anyway you get the point it is fall is it officially fall now don is it what i thought they said that it was wait wait a minute i don't have your buttons right here we go now you're on uh i think it's uh i think they said it's supposed to be tonight at like two or three in the morning okay well it's officially fall For for some odd reason this year sure and I'll bet it, there's an odd reason every year, too. <laughs> anyway, good morning, folks. Um, let's see. No guests today. We're just going to have a free-for-all. Looking ahead, though, next Tuesday, we're going to learn about our lawn care and things like that, how to... Uh, the tricks you can do when you have a spot where it won't grow and that sort of thing. Um, that's on Tuesday. On Wednesday... Uh, we're going to talk about Athletes in Action. That's a, a campus organization, and um, they do some great things there. Um, let's see here. And then I think on Thursday we'll have the mayor, Steve Patterson, with his monthly report. Looking ahead even farther, the week following that, Julie G is going to be in with us. She is a naturalist, and that would be... Um, well, that could be any number of things, but what I'm talking about is in forestry. She's associated with the Baroque State Park, right? Nice place up there. On Wednesday, uh, like, uh, let's see here, 10, 12, 15 days from now, something like that, Tammy Blake and Bill Johnson will be in representing the Plains Indian Mound Festival. Had you forgotten that there are Indian mounds in the plains? Yeah. Well, once a year, we're certainly reminded of it, and it's at this very event. So that's uh, coming up in a week and a half or so, and um, Tammy Blake and Bill Johnson are co-chairing that event. I think it's the Plains Alliance Club or something like that that sponsors it. All right, well, that's far enough ahead. Good morning, folks. Welcome. A Friday free-for-all. And uh, as we customarily do, we start out with historical events, right? So in the year 1692, on this very date of September 22nd, they note that the last people were hanged for witchcraft 
eight of them in the United States. Um, you see, I didn't read that very well. The last people hanged for witchcraft, of which there were eight, that was the last hanging that occurred in the U.S. There, that's better. Um, they do say that during that period where they were hanging them, witchcraft this is, 19 overall uh, lost their lives in that situation. And uh, then they say six other deaths during the Salem Witch Trials. 1692 the year on this date. On this date in uh, 100 years later exactly, 1792, the French First Republic formed by the National Convention, stripping the French king of his powers. 1862 on this date is September 22nd, the United States President, which was Abraham Lincoln, at that time, issues a preliminary emancipation proclamation threatening to free all enslaved people in the, re in the rebel southern states if those states failed to rejoin the Union by January 1st, um, which is what, three months later, 1863. I kind of remember some of that in my history uh, studies. 1965, we jump up 103 years. 1965, on this date, India and Pakistan. Ceasefire goes into effect, ending the Indo-Pakistani War. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Boy, that was a loud truck going by. <laughs> um, ba -bum, ba -bum, ba -bum. 1980. Iraq invades Iran in an attempt to control the Sh uh, Shat al-Arab al waterway. I didn't say that very well. Let me try it one more time. Shat al-Arab waterway. I think that was better. Okay, well, as we often do, birthdays, right? We've got a couple to share with you. These are famous people that... Uh, um, we're born on this date. Okay, Anne of Cleves. Born on this date in the year 1515. Died in 1557. So she, she only had a short, relatively short life. Anne of Cleves. She was the Queen of England from January to July 1540 as the fourth wife of King Henry VIII. I am, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Well, yes, I did. Henry VIII, I am, I am. What song was that? I guess Henry VIII. Yeah, right? I was going to say, that's, probably, that's what I would have called it. <laughs> oh, well. If we're bored, maybe we can play it before the end of the show. All right. Um, famous birthdays. We did uh, Anne of Cleves, who was the queen of England at one point. Michael, no, no, no. Let's do Paul Mooney. M-U-N-I. And Paul was born on this date in 1895. He died in 1967. 
Paul Mooney, actor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was an American stage and film actor from Chicago. He started his acting career in the Yiddish theater, and during the 1930s, he was considered one of the most prestigious actors at the Warner Brothers studio and was given the rare privilege of choosing his own parts. And some of his most famous roles was Scarface from 1932. Oh, yeah. Uh, Seven Faces, that was a stage show. And then the story of Louis Pasteur mm-hmm. and Inherit the Wind. Well, a couple of those we certainly are familiar with. Paul Mooney, born on this date in 1895. Okay, Michael Faraday. Um, we go back farther for him. He was born on this date in 1791 and died um, in the year 1867. Mr. Faraday. He was an English scientist who contributed to the study of electromagnetism and electrochemistry. His main discoveries include the principles underlying electromagnetic induction, diamagnetism, and electrolysis. Electrolysis. Yeah. Okay. That's I don't think I've ever seen that word before. (laughs) Okay. Um, Golly. Think of all the things he did that today are, we're so reliant on. Remarkable. Okay, one more. William and I, I'm Wilhelm. Excuse me. Wilhelm is his first name. Keitel, K-E-I-T-E-L. Now he was born on this date in 1882. He died in 1946, and the name is slightly familiar to me. Why? He was a German field marshal who held office as chief of the OKW, the high command of Nazi Germany's armed forces during World War II. I, that was not where I th- was expected it would go. I thought it had something to do with science, but uh, oh well, I was wrong. Okay, uh, famous deaths, two to mention. Nathan Hale first, back in 1755 he was born. He only lived, uh, by my count, 21 years. He died on this date in 1776. Nathan Hale, H-A-L-E. He was an American patriot, soldier, and spy for the Continental Army during the American Revolutionary War. He volunteered for an intelligence-gathering mission in New York City, but was captured by the British and executed. He is considered an American hero, and in 1985 was officially designated the State Hero of Connecticut. Okay. Uh, This next person I actually met on two occasions. And um, now this guy lived a long time. He was born in 1888. He died on this date in 1989. So he made it to. 101. If my math's right, yeah. But maybe it was a few months shy. I'm not sure. No, it was because okay. he was born in May of 1888. So okay, it was 101. 101. Irving Berlin. He was an American composer and lyricist. His music forms a large part of the Great American Songbook, and he became known as the composer of numerous international hits, starting with 1911's Alexander's Ragtime Band. Yeah, yeah. But mercy. His works were so remarkable. All right. <clears throat> oh, this is an odd thing. It says, uh, I guess, the first 
television advertisement occurred on this date. It happened in Great Britain. And uh, what was the product? Toothpaste. <laughs> okay. Man, we are clobbered by TV ads now, aren't we? But um, that's what pays the bills. All right, let's see here. Oh, Elon Musk is often in the news for different computery things and that sort of thing. I'm just curious. It, I, I saw a little blurb here. It says that um, I guess he has helped design a smartwatch. And this would be... Well, you've seen smartwatches, I'm sure, folks. They You can almost do most of your functions you have on your cell phone using your smartwatch. Some of them will actually track in real time your blood pressure and heartbeat and all sorts of things. Um, but evidently, Elon Musk now has a new smartwatch that he's really pushing. And um, I've, I think I've owned one smartwatch. It's in my clock box because I never could figure out well how to run it. <laughs> I think someone gave it to me as a gift. Anyway... But I am impressed by the people that know how to run their watches. Um, okay. What is this smartwatch? Is it any different than any of the others? Do you know? I don't think so. I think it's just where it's made by Tesla. Okay. Or, ma or made by his company. Okay, well. Fair enough. Enough on that. Well, CBS, of course, as you know, we're a network affiliate. And we're proud of that. You know, there's um, the big networks, NBC, CBS, ABC. Um, we were an NBC affiliate for many years. When at, Back at that time, and I was here, I, I caused that to happen. I was very proud of it. There were only two NBC radio stations in the state of Ohio. Um, now, that's not the case anymore. Uh, there's, um, I'm, I'll say, a dozen or so. But um, we're a CBS affiliate now. And, um, and we have been for some years. Anyway, so CBS, they, they're news personnel. Uh, they make themselves available for us to have interviews live, just on our station if we had the uh, wish to do so. So I, I thought it was interesting to bring in a list of the CBS two ways that are available for today. All right, so the first one, Zelensky. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has some good news to take home. The Biden administration announced it will provide new military aid along with air defenses to the Ukraine. As you may be aware, Zelensky met with President Biden at the White House and lawmakers on Capitol Hill. He did that this last Wednesday, two days ago. And in those conversations, he asked them to continue supporting the war against Russia. 
Well, now see, in this case, correspondent Scott McFarland uh, was present for all of those uh, sessions, and um, he could have been arranged to be um, interviewed by us about what he observed. Okay, another item. President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will formally announce the creation of a Federal Office of Gun Violence Prevention. A Federal Office of Gun Violence Prevention. And once again, uh, Linda Kenyon of CBS would be available to help us with that. Uh, Mercy. Gun violence. Um, I think I own three, four guns. One is simply a twenty-two rifle. I've had it most of my life. It's mounted on the wall in a special part of the house that's safe. Um, let's see, I can remember two pistols or handguns, I guess would be the better, more accurate term. And um, nothing nothing special about either one of them other than Wyoming. Right. I got them while I was living in Wyoming. <laughs> and um, they're carefully uh, housed. Or, you know what I mean, they're out of the reach of children, they're locked up, that sort of thing. All right, well, anyway. But this gun violence thing really has gotten uh, a lot of attention recently. And people walking into public establishments and pulling out a gun. And, well, the tragedies, right? Um, Columbus has had some of that. Um, I think of the short north area, which I used to enjoy a lot. But now it's kind of hazardous down there. Uh, well, anyway, all right. <clears throat> Let's see. What else uh, could CBS help us with if we needed it? The whole UAW, United, 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 United Auto Workers. There we go. General Motors says it's now clear. Um that the United Auto Workers leadership always intended to cause months-long disruption regardless of the harm it causes to members and their communities. GM released that statement after screenshots of a parent group chat messages from an aide to the UAW president were published by the Detroit News. I'm not sure I read that sentence very clearly, but I think you get the point. The messages say the union is inflicting reputational damage and operational chaos at the automakers. Uh, well, this paragraph goes on. The United Auto Workers president, Sean Fain, will hold a live video stream today, this morning, as a matter of fact, to announce which of the big three automaker plants the union will strike next. I think that will occur uh, just after the end of our show at 10 a.m. So we have a reporter in Detroit working on that. 
Jeff Gilbert is his name. Oh, there's a whole series of other things we could talk about in terms of correspondence being will, able to help us, but let's just pay attention to what we have. So what are today's headlines? Don, let's see what we can do here. All right. In the category of top news, in Washington visit, Zelensky tries to shore up critical support. We've sort of uh, hinted at that uh, point uh, already today. But uh, once again, President Vladimir Zelensky told lawmakers that Ukraine would lose the war to Russia if the United States curtailed the flow of aid and weapons. All right. President Biden faces competing pressures as he tries to ease the migrant crisis. Wow, what's happened in the last 24 hours has been remarkable. They've had huge influxes of people fleeing to our nation. Um, we had this issue for several years now, really. But it really has stepped up in the last 48 hours. They go on, the situation provides ammunition to conservative Republicans who are vowing to shut down the government unless Congress agrees to harsh new anti-immigration measures. Yeah, it's putting a strain on things. On the other hand, our nation has been kind of built on the principles of um, help me through this, Don. On, on welcoming people that were being troubled. Yeah. Um, it's the very basis for our nation having been founded. Really? Um... Is there a way to properly control the influx of migrants? Certainly, there must be. And I am not engaged in this in any inside way, so I don't know the processes. But... I wish they could get something figured out. <sighs> well, that was kind of a dumb statement, but I do believe in it. Let's see here. Armenia and Azerbaijan, right? They're kind of at ends with each other. And Russia's watching it. In the conflict over Nagorno-Karabakh, there we go. 
Russia drained by the war in the Ukraine seemed incapable of acting as an indispensable power capable of knocking heads together. Yeah, so Armenia, Azerbaijan, they're clashing. And under normal circumstances, I think Russia would come to, um, to interfere or assist, whatever you want to call it. But it's kind of tied up with this whole thing in uh, the Ukraine. So uh, people are a little bit distressed, maybe a lot distressed. All right, Jimmy Carter. Obviously, a former president. Um, let's see. Mr. Carter has already, I'm sorry, let me start that over, was already the longest living president in America, American history. They go on, but his staying power, even in hospice, has captured the imagination of admirers around the world. Um, okay, so he's in his final chapter of his life, he, um, 99 years of age. And what is the one thing he most desires? Peanut butter ice cream. And that very item is uh, catching a lot of attention, and others are finding it really cool, too. I think I would like it. How about you? Probably. I think so. Um, I don't eat as much ice cream as I'd like to, uh, mostly because I just forget about it. You know, I buy it, I put it in the freezer, and then, oops, I forgot. And I get to it eventually. But I could certainly enjoy more of it. Um, ba -bum -ba -bum. Rupert Murdoch. And the headline reads, The Ludicrous Agony of Rupert Murdoch. Well, he's retiring. He's, I think most people would describe him as a media baron. Um... He also has never been a Trump fan. Um, and in spite of his efforts to disgrace President Trump, former President Trump, uh, most people are saying uh, his efforts didn't go too well. Well, anyway, he's retiring. Um, let's see. Uh, my buddy Suzanne is down in Texas this week, and maybe for a longer period. Her daughter's having some surgery. But, um, you know, the number of immigrants passing over the border into Texas and other towns that are 
on international borders. Um, it's concerning, and yet we are welcoming, right? Uh, well, to a degree. <clears throat> and uh, recently, there's been a surge in these border crossings. And they say that the number of people trying to get into the U.S. has never been at a greater level. In other words, the masses, the surges, you total all those people together and we've never had anything like this before. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here's a word, duplicitous, 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 I don't know, D-U, uh, you got to look this one up, um, D-U-P-L-I, dupla, then C-I-T-O-U-S, duplicitous, okay, what does that word mean? Treacherous behavior. Oh, okay. Well, former president, I'm sorry, former vice president Al Gore called out duplic duplicitous tactics used by fossil fuel companies to steer climate talks during a conversation at the New York Times Climate Forward event. Yeah, this was a um, um, thing that the Times organized and people could register and attend and participate. And according to Al Gore, he thinks the fossil fuel industries speak with forked, a forked tongue. Okay. Related to this, Bill Gates champions innovation as a way to combat climate change. Are we the science people or are we the idiots? That question was asked by Bill Gates during a discussion about his pragmatic strategy to fighting climate change. How many times has Earth gone through a climatic change? Let's pose that question on the internet and see what kind of answer we get, Don. How many times has Earth experienced a climatic change? And then, you know, to what degree, no pun intended, um, you know, have we had a climatic change this summer? I think people living in certain places would say, yeah, it's been hotter than hell. But, um, you know, is that an ongoing thing or is this just a fluke? So uh, it just says that it has many times. Many times. And do they have an example like 1936 or, 
Anything like that? No. Do they say how extreme such changes were? Uh, not really, huh? No, not really. Okay. Well, Bill Gates is raising the issue. Let's see, here's a story. It says, female health workers fight to be paid. Okay, what are we talking about here? Community health workers put in long hours to protect people and we're talking about in developing countries from diseases such as malaria, COVID-19, HIV, and so on. But it goes on that most of these community health workers are compensated minimally or not paid at all. So the headline to this story, only God can thank you. Female health workers fight to be paid. Well, yeah. Darfur. Darfur's new generation, once full of promise, now suffers fire of war. Darfur, in a region with history of genocide, Weeks of intense fighting between the rival military factions in South Darfur have left hundreds dead and sent thousands fleeing. Isn't it amazing how here we are, living in southeast Ohio? And yeah, we got issues once in a while, or controversy, or differing views, whatever. But we live a peaceful life, generally. Yeah. We're safe. We're proud of things in our communities. There are certainly community things we'd like to make better. We're proud of our schools, our universities, our colleges. We're all doing okay. Some people out there could say, I'd like to do better than I am. And I get that. In my life, there's been times when I wish I had pursued some of my other careers and not that it matters, but become more famous, you know, as a musician or in theater or whatever. But... Um, I followed in my father's footsteps with broadcasting, ultimately, and I've done all right there in Hawaii and Los Angeles, San Diego, all sorts of places. And then the last 53 years right here. And I'm proud of this, too. Oh, Dave, you're becoming sappy. Oh, well, let's see what else we've got in the news here. Okay, we've had a little story here on this before, but um, 
the, the battle continues, if you will. This is a legal battle in our three southern states here in our nation over political maps. The grand old party, right, GOP legislatures in Alabama, Georgia, and Louisiana are contesting federal orders to redraw congressional maps that disfavor black voters. And New York Times is simply saying the stakes are enormous. We have Ophelia, right? Tropical storm warnings issued for the East Coast as Ophelia could form soon. It's a storm system off the East Coast which could transition into a tropical storm before bringing strong winds, heavy rain, and coastal flooding to parts of the South and the Mid-Atlantic this weekend. You know, a lot of people watching that very closely. In places that are important to me, such as um, the Outer Banks, Virginia Beach, all of that, um, they're going to have to watch things very carefully. Let's see. Uh, we've got another story. What is it? 9.45 now. So we've got um, 14 minutes left. Uh, there are nine deputies down in Tennessee, Shelby County, Tennessee, who have been indicted in the death of a man beaten inside a Memphis jail. Let's see, Gershon Freeman, 33, died last year after being stomped, punched, and pinned down by these deputies in Shelby County, Tennessee, and this is now in a trial. And um, so far, nine deputies have been indicted. Um, yeah, let's see here. Business news. I don't know this story, and there's not enough information. If I had known the history, I would have done it, but I'm, I'm going to pass by it, folks. Here in this next one, it says, Hong Kong says it calls the shots, not Beijing. Investors, though, are wary. Its close ties to Beijing are putting the city, still an international financial hub, in a blind, in a bind rather, as it lures Western investors to revive its economy. Hong Kong. Have you done any international traveling? And Only to Mexico, if okay. that counts. Yeah. Well, but that was know. also on a cruise. Oh. Yeah, that's not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, no. I have some neighbors that are in Paris on a cruise ship right now. 
All right, well, let's go on. Um, are high rates going to last? Well, unfortunately, federal officials increasingly think so. The Federal Reserve officials forecast higher interest rates through 2026. Remember, we're in 2023 right now. Um, but the Federal Reserve officials say they think this higher interest rate is going to um, continue through 2026, a sign that borrowing costs are not heading back to the rock-bottom levels normal before the pandemic. Okay. Um, ba -bum, ba -bum, ba -bum. Uh, um, do you use a GPS? Only on my phone. I don't use an actual, like, device. Okay. Well, I do both. And uh, I also use uh, sometimes things like Google Maps and yeah, stuff like that. I'll say that. that's what I use on my phone. Okay. Well... Philip Paxson. His family said in a lawsuit that he was following Google Maps directions last year when he drove off a collapsed bridge in Hickory, North Carolina, plunged into a creek, and drowned. So this is all in a court thing right now. Um, okay. Why is that Google Maps responsibility? For example, um, if some sort of destruction of a bridge or something happens, uh, people would discover that quickly, you would think, and inform the transportation officials, and, it, and then that word needs to be passed on to these electronic services, right? Yeah. Um, if it had just happened, I don't think Google, you know, how, how much time is reasonable for this information to get to us on these map systems? I don't know the answer. But on the other hand, um, you're driving a route and your state highway departments or regional highway departments are quickly going to put up roadblocks and signage saying, we got a problem up here and direct you in a different direction, right? Well, um, did this just happen and he was following a Google map and then fell into this creek and died? I, I just don't know the timetable and I think that part is really critical to who's to blame. All right, so what I found is, because I was researching this okay. while you were talking there. Sure. It says that he drowned last year in September 30th, 2022. And it says that... <clears throat> 
Google Maps has for years directed drivers to cross the bridge, which collapsed in 2013, according to the lawsuit. In November 2020, Google Maps acknowledged receipt of a complaint that a Hickory resident had submitted about the dangerous route recommendation, but it continued to suggest the route, according to the lawsuit. Well, doesn't the... You know, we have a state highway department located just south of Athens. Southeast, I guess, on the way to Parkersburg. Um, there's the Ohio Department of Highways out there on uh, West Union and 682 intersection, uh, out, uh, not too far from White's Mill. Um, it would seem to me it's some authority like that that has to make them aware, not just some person who's observed and um so someone dropped the ball obviously in informing them that the route that they were suggesting was the best for people uh had been um damaged and should not be their best choice anymore until it's repaired Say it also says that uh, Google and the other defendants, which are the people that are in that area that are supposed to maintain that bridge, Mm -hmm. uh, would be served with the lawsuit paperwork in the coming weeks. And it says that there was no valid reason. But uh, if it had just happened, but you say it happened in 2013? According to this lawsuit, 10 years ago? Yeah. But it says that the, oh, there was no valid reason for the companies who are responsible for maintaining the bridge to have left it in such a dangerous state for so long with no barricades, warning signs, or lighting around it. No barricades. That's impossible for me to believe. That's what it says. Oh, well. Maybe we'll get an update down sometime in the future. See, and I, we'll... see I definitely want to keep close eye on that. Okay. Well, help me do so. Nine fifty-four and a half now. Let's see here. What else do we have to share? You know, there's a movie that I saw a preview for two months ago, and I made a note of it because it caught my eye. It was called Polite Society. And um, yet I have not heard anything about it being shown. Now, maybe it's come and gone and I missed it. But uh, it caught my eye, and I'm not a huge movie goer, but I did go to Barbie recently. (laughs) Oh, what a hoot. Anyway, that's probably the first movie I've attended in several years. But uh, it was worth it, I think. It was humorous and cute. But this uh, Polite Society, I want to see it. Do you have anything on that over there? Polite? Uh, it's, on, it's on Peacock. Oh, so it's on a TV thingy? Yeah, it's on a streaming service. It's on Peacock. 
Okay, I don't know how that works. But then, I mean, you can buy it or rent it from, like, Google Play Movies and Redbox and Amazon Prime, stuff like that. Do we have any rental movie stores anymore in Athens? We used to have Say in Athens, I have no clue, but I know there is a Redbox outside the uh, Kroger in Trimble. In Trimble? I don't know if there's one outside the one in Athens. Redbox, I've never heard of that. It's basically just a DVD rental service you walk up to, and it has, like, the newest movies that have been out for, that came, or movies. Wait a minute, is this, like, a vending machine? Kind of, yeah. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, just walk up to it and see, say, oh, I want the Barbie movie, and you click it and get a disc. I'll be darned. And you have to return it within a couple days, so almost like the old Blockbuster days. (laughs) I miss Blockbuster. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, uh, the Prokos family, they had um, Athens Video uh, down there on um, East State. And many people frequented that when um, when that was uh, the easiest way, frankly, to get those sort of things. Um, there is a, another story I want to bring to your attention. This is a little more localized. It's We're talking about... Uh, well, it is a national story, but this is true in Ohio as well. The headline says, Blood shortage prompts worry for those who rely on life-saving blood transfusions. The American Red Cross national blood supply has fallen to critically low levels nearly 25%, since early August, potentially threatening the medical's care of hundreds of thousands of patients living with critical conditions, such as sickle cell disease, cancer, and and that sort of thing. And these people rely on transfusions. Impacts of an active disaster season have further strained the blood supply, causing blood drive cancellations and reducing blood and platelet donations in affected areas. Now, on a national level, if you want to say, um, Hurricane Adalia, Adalia caused more than 700 units of blood and platelets to be, go uncollected, And um, that's one example. Let's see here. Donor turnout in August dropped on the heels of one of the busiest travel seasons on record and back-to-back school activities contributing to a 30,000 donation shortfall in August alone. 30,000 units of blood they were short. For so many patients living with urgent medical care needs, well, this is um, not a good thing. Folks, uh, just um, think about it, okay? If you have any questions, call the Red Cross, and they can help you with any of your concerns. Don, we are out of time. It's been a good week. We're going to do it all over again next week. And um, I appreciate your help. Yep, no problem. So, uh, folks, have a safe weekend out there.